welcome to the newest episode of Graveyard Smash. This time we'll be doing the 1980 classic film, John Carpenter's The Fog. Introduce yourself. Oh, I'm Danny O'Dwyer. <laughs> I'm Elise O'Dwyer, and we have our first time returning guest tonight, Sonny Schiffer. Yeah, now for those of you at home, if you have not seen The Fog and you wish to see it, uh, you should probably like watch it before you listen to this, because we will give away the ending of the movie. So... <laughs> And, uh, yeah. Because, like, it would ruin your experience unless you, like, turned it off before we gave away the end. Also, <laughs> just thought I'd throw that out. I'm gonna edit that out. Dan! But <laughs> 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 you can't do that. Yeah, I can. I can edit it out. You can do whatever you want. It's the magic of editing. <laughs> I was like, oh, damn. I just got freaked out. <laughs> Yeah, if this isn't live. Like, we have to restart. No, no, we could just um, do Get that. the dump button. Dun- um, okay, but don't repeat what I said. If you, if you want more work done, <laughs> I don't want to do it. So the movie begins with, a, with, a, with an old sea captain recounting the youth of Antonio Bay with a, like a spooky story. I said it was like uh, a pedophile version of Are You Afraid of the Dark? Jesus Christ. <laughs> he opens up and says, like, it's almost midnight. And it's like, there's all these children. Yeah, like, where the, the hell are their parents? <laughs> yeah, like, like, why are they allowed to be with this, this old man right now? way too late. <laughs> oh, you also uh, passed over. The movie opens up with uh, Edgar Allan Poe quote, is oh. all that we see or seem but a dream within a dream. Which I'm still not sure what it has to do with this movie, but... Yeah, I, I've always wondered that. <laughs> yeah, you know, maybe it's okay. like, maybe this movie's a dream. Like, you know, like, is it, it, like, Total Recall or, like, Vanilla Sky? It's like, what's real? What is it? Right. Yeah, it could be. I don't think that's it. <laughs> <laughs> Just, also, the sea captain, like, did he have, like, a bit of a British accent? What's this? I think he had an old seaman accent. <laughs> <laughs> I can say from experience that is an old semen accent. <laughs> Sonny works at um, a fertility a, clinic. No, not a fertility clinic. You work at a dock. That's, that's <laughs> With a bunch timey. of old semen. Yeah. <laughs> but so whenever, when she comes home and she's like, oh, long day of analyzing semen. It's like, yeah, at the dock, right? <laughs> that's your job, right? Analyzing yeah. semen at the dock. I just, I just mean like on his voice to his uh, to not be quite grizzled enough, in my opinion. Yeah. <laughs> Ahoy, mateys! Had your fill of tacos? Would ye sooner eat a bilge rat than another burger? Then come for all you can eat <gasps> seafood at the Frying Dutchman. Um. So then the, the credits roll. You know. Yeah, he tells the story about a shipwreck that I had trouble focusing on, and then the movie starts. It's a Deborah Hill production. Uh, the team behind Halloween, one of the greatest horror films of all time. Yep, about two years later. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's one of his more forgettable movies. Very underrated directors. We've all discussed a lot. But um, one of the things I like about this movie are the things that work in Halloween to some of the things that work in Halloween it doesn't yep. have all those elements yeah like there's a masked man named Michael Myers <laughs> some teenagers. damn you watched Halloween <laughs> but no it was but it was like really foggy yeah right <laughs> so so I didn't have my context um his the so, cinematography in this movie yeah the movie is looks really great beautiful because like, uh, doing a little research like the movie um he shot it like anamorphic widescreen to make it look better. Like so it was low budget. Yeah, it was like in a budget of like a million dollars, and that even um, 
don't know if you guys saw this, but like a lot of the best parts of the movie, which we'll get into, like he ended up like he shot the movie and he watched it. He's like, this movie sucks. <laughs> so they reshot about a about a that. third of it. Yeah. They said. And so then, and actually, like a lot of the parts, where I was like, oh, I like that part and stuff. Like we'll get into. It's like a lot of that stuff he added later. So yeah. Before it was like, God knows what kind of fucking. I don't think we'd be talking about it. <laughs> yeah. Now, yeah. Um. Yeah, it's the well. The, his cinematographer went on, I think, to work for like Steven Spielberg. Like, he's very talented, and uh, Carpenter has a way of using like these um, this the scene setting sort of is like a big part of the horror. You know, it's it's yeah. like these long shots of like just atmosphere. And yeah, yeah. Because I mean, what's good about this movie too is, um, and for those of you who this is a thing, like it's only eight to nine minutes, which is good because rewatch because we watched this movie twice because like before like Sonny suggested us doing it, I hadn't watched this movie. In like twenty years or so, like, I had never seen it. I watched it on Monster Vision on TNT when it was on. And Joe then Bob yeah, we watched. So we watched it twice, and then Sunny came over, and we pretty much watched it a third time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but like, I noticed like on the second run through, like n- like plot wise, not a lot. There's not a lot of like plot beats. Well, that's like, the other thing about Carpenter movies is he's pretty economic with plot. He t- he he keeps everything very succinct. Yeah, it's which, not like a uh, Wachowski sisters movie. Where it's like yeah. they just keep explaining things, right? And explaining things. They just let they, he kind of lets the audience like he's like they'll put it together, you know. For yeah, the most right. part, Yeah. And sometimes you're like, oh, is that a plot? I'm like, no, just fucking think for yourself, dummies. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like yeah. It, well, oh, why did this happen? It's like I don't know. Just just think about it for half a second. Come up with something. Um, and uh, he did the score on this, which is really solid. Yeah. Another really good John Carpenter score. Joe, if you could, like, drop it in. Uh-huh. Um, and, uh... It's simple, but spooky. Yeah, it's it's exactly simple, but Nothing spooky. Nothing fancy. Yeah. yeah. Now, the movie... It holds up. Like, it doesn't feel dated. Well, I mean, if you look at his score alone, like, the way he scores movies, like, how much of that has definitely influenced filmmakers, like, up through today. You know, like, It Follows or something. You know, yeah. like, oh. that's so... Like, the Disaster Piece score and It Follows is, like, so... Owes a debt to John Carpenter, oh, you know. Very purposefully so. Yeah. In that movie. That's why they're watching like CRTVs and stuff. Yeah. Know? Uh. So yeah. So the 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 vicar, an old uh, like he's I assume they're Presbyterians, I think. Anyway, that confused me. <laughs> so they're east. They're on the east coast, right? No, they're on the west coast. Oh no, that's right. Right. Yeah. Because Jamie right. Lee Curtis is trying to get to Vancouver. That's right. Yeah. So yeah, because they're in the Pacific Northwest. Yeah, that makes a lot more sense actually. <laughs> no, I don't think they're. In, it's I think it's Southern California. Oh no, it's Northern California. Northern California. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's right. So um, he finds a book in the wall. The the priest who and after a scene. No, he's a vicar at least. The or vicar, a reverend. There's a scene where he's his son wants to get paid for some. Was that his son? Okay, well, it was actually John Carpenter. Oh, yeah, yeah. I thought it in the cameo. Yeah, in the cameo. But yeah, it was his son. But yeah, because he was like, "Dad, can I get paid?" And yeah. his dad was like, "Maybe you can come in a little late tomorrow." It was like, <laughs> like a bonus. I was like getting drunk on the church wine. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, and the and the dude, the 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 Reverend uh, Maxie or whatever, uh, he looked a lot like uh, he was in Black Sabbath. <laughs> Like, yeah, they all had, like, kind of that mustache, like, yeah. kind of longer hair look. He was very foreboding. Yeah, he found, um, found a diary 
in the uh, in the like stone walls of the church that his grandpa had stowed away, which really threw me off because I thought this with the little white piece, I thought he was like a Catholic priest. Yeah, so I was like yeah. wait, how does he? Have, how is his grandfather also a priest? Because okay. it's very similar to Catholicism. It's like essentially. With the Anglican churches here, the the Church of England. Yeah, because they call him Father. Right. Yeah. It's essentially. Um, he had like a kind of Irishy name, like Malone, right. You know? Yeah. Like got, well, yeah. Yeah. Irish, has the but... feeling of yeah. <laughs> yeah. By and large, is almost indistinguishable from Catholicism, except that they don't have priests uh, that can't get with the ladies. Right, and they don't have the Pope either. So okay. They're like slightly more Protestant, and but it's also interesting too. Like there's sort of different sects within it that are more traditional protestantism of like you no know, stained glass windows and stuff that's all really interesting to everyone i'm sure <laughs> <laughs> i just totally spaced out while you were talking <laughs> all right uh so then like um it seems that a t-rex is approaching perhaps because oh, like yeah, things so start going crazy all over town there's a janitor in the gas station and he demonstrates why we have quality I, I sales these days I wrote down that it was a convenience store. I thought sure? it was a convenience was store. Was it a convenience mm, store? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, later they, they they pan to the gas station, which is closed. Or I assumed it was the like the convenience store located in a gas station, which is actually uh, correct if yeah. there was a gas station out there. I don't know. It, is, it, is it wasn't a grocery store. We no. know. Yes. They agreed. That's why I had Mountain Valley Water. I didn't know people drank bottled water back then. Yeah, they showed it a lot, actually. Yeah. I was confused about that, too. I was like, what is this Mountain Valley water? Like, bottled water became a thing in the 90s. No, it became a thing, like, even in the 80s. But it was even more than, like, mineral water. Yeah. yeah. Maybe it was a mineral water. A nice glass of Perrier. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, the janitor goes ahead and opens up the OJ and takes a swig and puts it back in the cooler. Puts it back behind a bunch of other ones. Yeah. <laughs> think anything of it. <laughs> And, uh, I mean, yeah, I guess if you buy your orange juice at a convenience store, that's not really where I would choose to pick mine up from. Oh, I would God. I would prefer to go to, like, the supermarket. Yeah, I mean, if I was desperate. <laughs> yeah. yeah you, you want some, what if you got scurvy or something? Yeah. yeah. You're really just need condoms and orange juice. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good place to go to the convenience store. Yeah. If that's your grocery list, then perhaps <laughs> that's where you want to go. Yeah. yeah. So, then there's this dude driving around. And uh, he he looks like he's very pockmarked. He's not a very handsome. He man. is so ugly. He, he is so offensively ugly to me. I I mean I, I mean I, I wouldn't think he was that ugly, but I thought he just and gross looking. He had he a looked, dumb face, and he had like bad acne scarring, and which I mean is fine. Except his face was so ugly. He'd make a good villain. He was he he doesn't look like he should be the protagonist at all to me. Like, no. well, he was in uh, Halloween three. Yes, no, I know was. that when he was the protagonist in that movie too, yeah. wasn't he? Yeah. He was also like kind of like a womanizing jerk too. Like he just came off as a complete asshole. Yeah, like, he would be drinking on the job, and he's a doctor. Oh, he's that doctor that all the women are into in Halloween mm-hmm. three, right? Yeah. yeah. Um. But that's for another day. I don't know. Maybe John Carpenter was like, I don't know what it is about that guy, but I just find him really handsome and like <laughs> casting him in these roles. Well, John a... Carpenter's not the most handsome man either. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know, he... did you see him in his cameo in this movie? I mean, well, he looks like he could be the son of that priest, though. Like, they he definitely. Like, <laughs> like, I thought like they might have been related in real life. I checked, but they're they're not. No, no, not with Hale Holbrook. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> so yeah. So he picks up Jamie Lee Curtis, who's hitchhiking. she's hitchhiking. He gives her. So she's like 
a prostitute, right? No. <laughs> like, uh, she draws pictures, okay? Yeah, and then sells them. That's that's a pro- that's a prostitute thing. I, that's the only way I can like no reconcile a, in my brain. No, she's just a floozy. It was big in the seventies to hitchhike and go places. All right, yeah. Well, yeah, it's before they we'll, started. Chopping. We'll get back to that, but yeah. So yeah, he gives her some beer. He's just drinking an open container in the car. <laughs> yeah, different. She's time. like, "You're not weird, right?" And he's like, "No." And then he hands her a beer, <laughs> but he's drinking and driving. No, no, he. She's like, that "Okay, he was good. weird." Yeah. Oh, he did say he was. That's right. Yeah. He's she like, seemed a little frightened. Oh, she was like, "Good." Like, <laughs> she like lied about how many rides she's taking. Prostitute code. I don't think so. code. No, because later she says that she came from a lot of money and she has every opportunity in the world and she chose to hitchhike to Vancouver. And she yeah, is she's going for a drug-addicted prostitute that's She didn't do any drugs in the movie. The trust fund. No, no, She was no. doing them in no, secret. No, no. <laughs> that's I, a stretch. No. I, yeah. So um, then we're introduced to uh, Stevie Wayne. Yes, the DJ. Now, it's weird because when the DJ comes on to like be like, hey, you listen to Stevie Wayne and... Uh, Her radio voice is, oof. Yeah. There's <laughs> everything. Yeah. <laughs> Very nice. Hi, mateys. This is KAB Antonio Bay. Stevie Wayne here, beaming a signal across the sea. But uh, when she's doing all that, it's like... Um, it's like disco music kind of playing in the background, but with the music that just ends is always like big bands or like jazz music. Yeah! Yeah, yeah very <laughs> strange radio station. <laughs> like, I read online, like, they're like, oh, well, we use, like, they use, like, you know, public domain or, like, library music or whatever because it was cheaper than, like, getting rock music. <laughs> struggling bands you're gonna Who just, would, like you could throw a yeah we're gonna put your song in a movie yeah and throw them a little bit of a fee yeah and leave it yeah it was it's a little like because everyone in this town listens to this radio station all the time however the radio station only plays from 6 p.m to 1 p.m 1 a.m 1 a.m which is very weird well no not is it for the ships no, is that yeah, why but yeah but also stuff like that was more common back then like it like because not too long before, but it's not like anyone else was working at the station, you know. Right, yeah. but no, because but also like um like around the time like I was really little, like they finally like the TV stations used to shut off at night. Yeah, like, you could see yeah. it in Poltergeist. Right, they played the national I, anthem. Yeah, I and do then remember that. It would yeah. just stop playing. Like yeah. <clears throat> so it's not that. But weird But like for the people t- didn't listen to the radio station like in the morning. Like yeah, maybe they listened to some other station. What traffic? They're in a tiny ass town. I get the feel. It felt like it was the only radio station in the town. Yeah, it almost felt like they were on an island, but yeah, like a Mackinac Island type of situation. They're just in a small fishing village. So Stevie's job is to warn the local ships. Like, the fishing ships and stuff about, like, 
any weather patterns and things like yeah, that. Yeah, she's got, she's got a bit of a flirty will they won't they thing with the weatherman. No, there is not a will they won't they with the yeah. It is. It's like oh man, it's like well, Sam Malone. He wants to bone her. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. their will they He's won't they. He's just kind of creepy about it. Yeah. <laughs> He's really creepy. Yeah. He looks okay because originally I said that like the guy who picks up Jamie Lee Curtis was like kind of a fake ass Michael McKean mm-hmm. from like Spinal Tap. Mm-hmm. But really, this guy is the one who looks like. Yeah, he does have a Michael, like an uglier Michael McKean. Like look. same, like sort of like he's got like a bad like comb over happening. Vocal, and, same vocal affectation. Yeah, he's creepy and weird. Yeah. Um, he the weather guy lets her know about a an unusual fog bank, and Stevie she warns the seagrass ship about it. Yeah, yeah, so she's pretty good at her job. This so, is what I feel is like established there. Yeah. And the, so we cut to the sailors. They're all drinking it up, having a good time. They're talking so, about what a MILF Stevie is. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and if you, I mean, they, like, you know, they wouldn't, you know, some of them haven't seen it. Like, oh, what does she look like? Oh, man, she's hot. And she's pretty good looking. Like, mm-hmm. she's very styled up in, like, the times. Like, Yeah. Yes, very much so. Well, her and um, Jen Carpenter were, like, together at the time, I think. Yes. Too, that's true. Interesting side fact. Um, it's Adri- played by Adrian Barbeau. Yes. Um, she's in this. She's in Creep Show. She's in uh, Escape from New York. Another John Carpenter movie, like a year later, mm-hmm. which we won't be able to do on this podcast. Yeah, it's just not the right genre. If <sighs> only we it were the John Carpenter podcast. I don't know. Like, maybe we should have like, an offshoot. That, like, I mean, for that one director, you just <laughs> want to talk about Big Trouble in Little China. Well, I, I, I mean, <laughs> yeah, that's right. Well, that we can do. We can do a podcast just about Big Trouble in Little China. <laughs> <laughs> just an hour a week. For the rest of our lives. <laughs> Going over every detail. Yeah. Now we're on minute 12 of Big Trouble in Little China. So the, so the fog rolls in though, and like these sailors, they get they get stabbed by scabbards and cutlasses. There's, there's, it's like a zombie fog. There's these ghosts in the fog. Well, for, what actually, what was pretty creepy was is they come out of the ship, or out of the hull... And there's this, like, ghost ship right next yeah, to theirs. Yeah, so they're staring at this ghost ship when they realize that they've already been infiltrated by these ghosts. Yeah. We're carrying Semen. sickles and yeah. the ghosts. Semen. <laughs> 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 and then we do a jump cut. The most startling image in the movie... <laughs> Which is Jamie Lee Curtis in bed with this, like, jamoke. Like, I, it was shocking to... I was like, what... Happened like they were driving. The windows bust out in his in yeah. his truck. Like every when everything went crazy around midnight. In yeah, the, the T Rex approaching. Yeah, when like the car alarms went off and everything, his like windows like burst out of nowhere. And the next time we see them after they've recovered from that, they've they're in a post coitus yeah. <laughs> like pillow talk. <laughs> like yeah. she's trying to sell him her pictures that she drew. Yeah, because she is. Prostitute. She is not. If she was a prostitute, you would have already I bought a painting. I feel like there was probably like a pretty woman type storyline. No, that was cut. What? Like she went to that convenience store and she's like, "Do you work on commission?" And the guy was like, "No." He's like, "Oh, 
Okay, well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> guess, she walked out with, was... like, 50 bottles of orange juice. <laughs> no, in the Mountain Valley water, yeah. <laughs> Do you work on commission? No. Oh, well, yeah. Never mind, then. You, you a... were rude to me earlier and just wanted <laughs> yeah. to come back and rub something in your face, but it kind of backfired, so, so I'm gonna never mind. So I'm going to slash your tires. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, so there was a line in there where um, Stevie was, like, she's looking out of the water, and she's like, oh, yeah, I guess there's nothing but water, but... Beach Chicago. Yeah, she's like, what? Beach Chicago? Like, wow. sure beats Chicago, though. Like, Maybe she's, yeah. Maybe she lived on my block. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't so, know what the crime was like in 1980 in Chicago, but, I mean. Couldn't have been good. No, I don't think no, it probably. was. Right? Yeah. I so, think it actually might have been worse then, actually. Yeah, no, it's it like was. crack epidemic was probably getting Well, and then that's also, like, when we eventually do Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer, we get into, like, that's back when Chicago had those, like, creepy green lights. And in, Lower Wacker. Lower Wacker. Oh, yeah. But, uh. So then we see um, Stevie's kid is fishing, and at this point I'm like, where are the Goonies? Where it has are... a Goonies feel. <laughs> yeah, it's like, where, where's Mikey and Sloth and Chunk? Yeah, and he, he says that he finds a piece of driftwood that he later recounts to his mom had turned into driftwood from a gold coin. I'm like, what gold coin? Like, did anyone see a gold coin yeah. at that time? Oh, you saw yeah. it? Okay. He, like, he walks out onto the... Rocky Pier and he's looking down at this gold coin and as he's trying to get it a big wave comes in and when it goes away it become it had become a big piece of wood. So the driftwood is it says, the name Dane of the boat? It says Dane. Is that what it is? The boat and was Elizabeth Dane. Which also oh, okay. should be pointed out at this point because what immediately went to my mind because we don't know the name of the boat yet. I was like, God, Dane Cook sucks. Are you trying to molest me via drive through <laughs> <laughs> He's not good. Not a good human being. Not funny. Um, so he goes back to his mom to tell her all about the piece of driftwood he found. And then he asks if he can have a stomach pounder and a Coke. Which, what is a stomach pounder? I thought he said stomach powder. No, stomach pounder. Stomach pounder and a Coke. It sounds like some Coke. sort of very intense burger. <laughs> I had a feeling it was like a careless 70s parent thing. And that's why like Generation X is so weird. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was an ode to the 80s. Yeah. Junk food. <laughs> I mean, it can, whatever it was, it, it feels like a real reference. Like, maybe we're just supposed to glean from that. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah, sounds like. But she says maybe after lunch, so it's not a burger. Yeah. What is a stomach pounder? I don't know. I wrote it down. I will research it. And if I find an answer, I will edit it. Okay. <laughs> so then we're introduced to Janet Lee and Annie from Halloween. Yeah. Now, this is an interesting thing, too, because Janet Lee is Jamie Lee Curtis's mother. Oh, okay. I figured out what the stomach, stomach pounder, pounder is. is. A stomach pounder is actually Pop Rocks and Coke. Oh! oh. Well, see, yes. he was being repetitive It was then. a term used in the late 70s and early 80s. Wow. Well, I, I mean, I guess I don't have to edit it in now. I'll just cross <laughs> that little note off. I'm going to drop in like a Pop Rocks This is on Urban Dictionary, and it actually says underneath the definition, Mom, can I have a stomach pounder and a Coke? Oh, my God. <laughs> so, yeah, not a burger. But if he said stomach, he was being redundant. Yeah. yeah but he know. wanted two Cokes. I don't know. Yeah, he, he wanted a, a stomach chubby. pounder and a Coke, yeah. <laughs> wanted to do the Pop Rocks and the Coke and then have, like, a Coke as a as a beverage. Yeah, inside. I remember doing that as a kid, like, because there was, like, that urban legend. That yeah, you, make your stomach... We, like, so we we were, like, pussies about it, though, so we, we poured Pop Rocks into a Coke, and it was like, yeah, I didn't really do anything. Oh, I did it. 
I swallowed Pop Rocks with Coke. Oh, see, I snorted the um, powder that came out of that too. Out of dare, that was a horrible. Oh yeah, pixie stick. Pixie sticks. Yeah, I bumped. You know, definitely bumped a pixie stick. I was like, oh my face! All the sugar. Yeah, no. The way to do it, if you wanted to inhale a pixie stick, was to just suck it through a straw through your mouth. Some will get in your lungs then, but yeah, but that's not as hardcore as like oh no, pretending you're doing a line of coke. No, I'm saying I've done. I had just watched Pulp Fiction. I was like. I was like 15. As he back, yeah, not a smart man. But the point I was about to get into is Seems like a sinus infection waiting to happen. Yeah, but Jamie Lee is like you know Janet, Janet Lee's, Lee's daughter, daughter, and it's like the big theme of this movie is like. Wait, the, what? Jamie Janet Lee is Jamie Lee Curtis's mom. Are you serious? Yeah. That's fucked up. They spell yeah. their last name differently. Yeah. Okay. Wow. I learned something. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's part of the reason they cast her in Halloween is because her mom was in Psycho. John Carpenter was such a big fan of that movie. Yeah. How did I not know that? I feel ashamed I don't, I, right now. I'm like really I'm shocked. Do you want us to edit this out? Yeah. <laughs> Please do. Oh, <laughs> We will definitely edit this out. Okay. He's lying. Um, <laughs> so, okay. Uh, so, on to the next topic. Janet no, Lee but, so, but, like, a big Jamie theme of this Lee movie is, like, it's kind daughter, of good. Or mother. That the mother-daughter teams. Because a big theme of this movie is, like, sort of the, the sins of your ancestors. Yes. And stuff, which we're going to more. Just kind of bringing that up now. Like, let that burn in the back of your head. Yeah. So, kind of get... More into Let the that sink in a little bit. Themes hey, later shut on. Up, you psycho dog. So yeah, so they're going. Um, Janet Lee and the one chick from Halloween. Annie. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, the dog just farted. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> I just, so I put her. I put her leash on. She barks. She barks. I don't even care anymore. <laughs> oh, oh, anyway. Oh my god. <laughs> <That's> terrible. <laughs> If the dogs are barking, they're farting. And it is a, it's like human grief fart. <laughs> so, oh, it's like a dying human fart. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so they're driving around together. They're planning the town's centennial celebration. Yeah. Janet Lee is being very passive-aggressive towards Annie. Yeah. Calling her annoying and... You know. She says, you're the only person I know who can make yes ma'am sound like screw you, but I'm pretty sure that's how yes ma'am always sounds. If you pretty say sure, yeah. Yes ma'am. <laughs> um, her husband is missing because he yeah, was on the seagrass. Yeah. And they're real cavalier about it. You know it. what the thing is though? Her husband is the one who said on the boat... That he wasn't happily married. He said that? <laughs> yeah. He, he, they're talking about how Milvy, um, Adrian Barbeau is, and, or Stevie Wayne, and they were like... Hey, I thought you were happily married. <laughs> Not that happy. <laughs> Fog bank out there. Oh, yeah, he did say that. Okay, yeah. so... Perhaps she she's not tight. So maybe she's not too worried about what might have happened to him yeah. then. Well, and... Yeah. I can't actually maybe she saw, married. Yeah. Maybe she saw that fog and she was like, yeah, definitely get on the ship tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Have a few too many. Yeah. <laughs> Knock yourself out. They go to the church to check in on Father Malone for the big centennial and um, yeah. they say they hope he's not in his cups. Yeah, he likes to get hammered. <laughs> That's what I like about, like, you know, like Catholicism and, like, apparently... Um, uh, it's like they don't have all these like weird things about drinking like some religions do. Yeah, and it's like oh yeah, that, that priest he likes to get drunk all the time. Dude, what the hell like, else are you gonna do? Yeah. Well, I mean, he 
could get married, apparently. So no, yeah. he, he was married, at least, at some point. He has his son. Yeah. He probably murdered his wife. He probably <laughs> the earthquake didn't shake her out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe she was on the seagrass, too, but we just, like, <laughs> didn't know about yeah. it. Because no one seems to be worried about, like... Their spouses missing on the seagrass. I like too. So. so they go into the church looking for him. He like pops. He up. like jumps out from the shadows. He like springs out, just touches her shoulder. Yeah, shit out of her. It was very humorous. Yeah, it's like, hey Bart, want to see this chainsaw on hockey pants? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like all leaders of faith should hide in the shadows for like their parishioners to happen upon them and be spooked. Now, okay, this is also reminds me now. Near the end of when I got toys for like for Christmas, like one of the last ones I did, and one of the best ones I did was the Nerf Arrow Storm. And it was a, uh, it was a Nerf gun. It had six arrows in the front. You pull it back, and you could you know semi-automatically fire arrows at people. And so when I, it was loud too, because they had like a spring, and it would click. You know. Yes, I remember <clears throat> being hit by a lot of those. So, <laughs> so what I would do when is I would hide like in the bathroom, sometimes for an hour. And wait for someone to come in, and then jump out of the shower and spray arrows at him. And that's when we found out that Dan had autism. <laughs> or maybe I should have joined in a Presbyterian church. Yeah. It's totally okay, bro. It's awesome. You get drunk all day, and then you hide in the dark and, and scare parishioners, scare all the ladies when they come in. Right now, I, I got this one lady, real good. Her husband had just died, <laughs> but she doesn't know yet. <laughs> The dramatic irony. So then he's like, he tells him what he found in the diary, uh, his grandfather's diary. And so a hundred years earlier, uh, and it was like, oh, exactly at a hundred years ago when they met, uh, I guess I'm getting ahead of myself. So there was a conspiracy. There was an old rich guy who had leprosy, and they were on an island off the coast. His name was Blake. Yeah, him and Blake and the other lepers, they wanted to have a move, a new, they wanted to make a new, better leper colony, like a mile from where the town ended up being. But the priest, or the, the minister, or the vicar, and some of his other co-conspirators were like, no. And so they, they, they built They were afraid people would get the leprosy from them? Yeah, you don't want to get leprosy. So they didn't virus. want them, like, setting up their camp too close to their town? Yeah. Okay. I never really... Uh, we've watched this about three times now. I didn't catch exactly you what... You me. Uh, I just would... I'm finding out now. <laughs> like I said, like, actually during the last time we watched it, I was like, don't talk about it too much. Yeah. And good fresh pot. Yeah. Lots of fresh pot for the mm-hmm. podcast. <laughs> So yeah, so they're like, so they tricked the ship and they shipwrecked it on purpose. And How did they trip trick it? Uh, they, they set a fire near um, a rocky part of the bay so that when the ship would come in, it would hit it and they would drown. Oh, yeah, so it looked okay. like the lighthouse, but it wasn't. Yeah, mm-hmm. and so they all drowned. And then they went on the ship because that Blake guy was rich. You see, and they stole all his gold. Yeah, and they stole all his gold. His gold. <laughs> The second movie with gold in it that we've done. <laughs> so we just well, did Leprechaun. Still, still March. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So, and then, then he's like, Father Malone's like, oh, yeah. When all that earthquake, that all that Jedi shit happened the night before, it was at the exact moment the co-conspirators met to decide to ruin the ship. You know? Yeah. Yes. So, and then... Um, uh, Stevie Wayne is at a radio station. She's got the driftwood sitting there, you know. That and, her son found. Yeah, that her son found. The Dane Cook. He thought he was the Burger King. You know what I'm saying? 
piece of wood, and it starts <laughs> leaking water, and then it starts a fire. Mm-hmm. But while it's on fire, the oh, radio yeah, so it starts metal spewing three more. This creepy, yeah. not so much Danzigy look sounding voice. Three more. Yeah, it's like more. six must die. Who did? What three did they already kill at this on point? The oh, the three on the boat. This is not your movie. <laughs> <laughs> hey. No, I forgot. I forgot about the seagrass, even though we'd just been talking about so it. So apparently these are all the ancestors of all these people who previously lived there and co-conspired to kill um, the lepers. Oh, okay. Wow. So, I really spaced for a lot of this movie. <laughs> I did too, but I, I don't know. Yeah, but then um, Stephen Wayne uses a fire extinguisher. Kids... Out there, fire extinguishers are very good. Always get them inspected, recharged if you need to. Yep, especially those little tiny ones. Yeah, because like she took care of that fire like no problem. Yeah, yeah, and she handled it very well. You could tell she was freaked out, but she handled. She, her it shit. seems like she really like runs she, a tight ship yeah. on that lighthouse. And it's kind of seems like she's really. Oh, I don't know shit if we. I don't know if we mentioned this. Oh, we're we're talking about the ship now, not yeah. the. No, but Stevie wasn't in Chicago. So, JLC was. No. Stevie was in Chicago. Oh, you're right. She's the one who says to herself, sure beats Chicago. Yeah. Yes. Wow. Okay. Well, anyway, her I'm radio station, talking. we hadn't mentioned it, was in a lighthouse. Yes. Yes. On the bay. Yes. Oh, yeah. God, we didn't say that. We're so fucking stupid. <laughs> and so, um, also, her kid, Adrian Barbeau's kid, he's like an old-fashioned oil lamp. It looks like like weight oil or some shit. Yeah. That was like a weird detail. I was like, what the fuck? He really immersed himself in the Shipping community, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> People do get into that, like, uh, you know, yeah, the, the whole, like, oh, I'm going to wear topsiders and the nautical lifestyle, yeah. if you will, yeah. Yeah, it's around then that, like, Jamie Lee and that dude, they go out to, like, find a ship, the seagrass. They're like... Oh, you think they're just drunk? And she's like, she's like that. And he's like, no, dude, we got drunk all the time out in the ocean. Yeah. Still come home at the end of the night. Yeah. Yeah. So he actually said shit-faced. Yeah. Which I appreciated. Yeah. It's a phrase I go to frequently. <laughs> so they, they do find the boat, and it's like, it got really cold on the boat. That's one thing. They don't find any bodies. Well, they do find one, but at the end. Yeah. They're like, where is everybody? I My favorite part, though, was when... It was almost like a airplane reference where she's talking about what's it like to be oh, on the yeah. boat and he starts describing what it's like to, <laughs> to be, be drunk. To be really trashed, yeah. So yeah. you get dizzy. You get dizzy. She's like, no. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like the, like this wild 20-something who's transversing the she's, country. She fucked you within like 15 minutes of meeting you, dude. Yeah, I think she knows what it's like before. to be drunk. <laughs> but then a, a body pops out with no eyes. Yeah. yeah. And they're like, holy shit. So they take that to a hospital. And then uh, the body comes back to life and it tries to get Jamie Lee. And when everyone runs in, it's just like laying on the floor. Again. Yeah. But it had inscribed on the floor three. So going back to that. Oh, three yeah. With the scalpel left. or whatever yes. he grabbed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So then Mrs. Williams is informed that her husband is dead. And she's just kind of like. The show must go on. Yeah. <laughs> She's barely upset. Obviously not a very happy marriage. No. <laughs> like. She, she, I don't even know if she shed a real tear. She kind of blotted her face and got on with it, but it, I like didn't see any tears. When George Costanza found out his like, fiance died, like. Yeah. Yeah, she just didn't care. So then 
my notes here. The, it's around the time that the uh, the ghost killed the the weatherman too. Like that, the, 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 the during like the well, that, during the evening. So they yeah. did the morning, you know, with the band and everything for the festival for the hundred year anniversary. And then it gets really lame. So, like, they're walking around with candles just looking at this, like, really small statue. And there's no music or anything. They're just kind of walking around. Like, this is a really lame festival. I feel like this town doesn't even have televisions. I feel like they just have, like, you know, those six hours of radio in the the evening in the sea. And that's it. So, like, maybe going out to see, like, a new statue is, like, a big Saturday night Well, you know, like, I mean, around that time, some teens... uh, they found the treasure of Chester Copperpot. So yeah. there, there's goings on. There's mystery. And, you know. There's not a lot of excitement at their county festivals. Yeah, not at their county festivals because everyone's going on like, you know, they're finding, you know, treasure <laughs> with the other Goonies. The Goonies are good enough, Elise. Good enough! <laughs> I really like the, the subplot that I wish had been explored a little more of this like dorky weatherman. Yes, came... he's still calling the radio host and just kind of hitting on her. Yeah, it was the will they won't they thing. It's like he well, came what? in. He said it was. It's like, isn't it your night off? He's like, yeah. And he's like, he's just. I talking. couldn't have a night without you. Yeah, <laughs> he just came in to talk to Stevie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, dude. He's like, it's like, wow. Are these when are these crazy kids gonna get together? What how many? Thinking? How many phone calls has he gotten to her while well, he was like pleasuring himself? This was, this was twenty years before <laughs> online dating. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> like that was like the only like. Hard up to contact he had with like a woman yeah yeah you, you couldn't just like find a picture of her on facebook well they're probably more, or something. he probably didn't have a ton of like contact with other women in the town because of all the restraining orders <laughs> uh, you guys that are being this guy up you guys he's a weatherman he's a man of stature in the community <laughs> and and they were about to he's a creepy pervert dan <laughs> no 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 so like you know, people, creepy pervert is a term that gets thrown out way too much <laughs> in a you know, mixed up world. I'm so, glad you're not a weatherman right now. <laughs> me too. I don't know. It'd be pretty cool. You know. Yeah. So anyway. So he get, he gets off too. Yes. They, they yes off he's the, on the phone with Stevie Wayne, and she's just like, "Be careful!" Like she's already got a feeling that something weird's going. Well, after like her. Yeah, the, the wood, fire. the water caused a fire. That was one of the most interesting things about Stevie and like this town in general, but especially her. They are the least skeptical people I've ever seen in a horror movie. They're like, she's just like, what's up with that fog? Like right away, you yeah. know, and then, and then like. You see, but I would mean that it's like kind of more skeptical though. Like, I don't know. No, I, I get what you're saying. Like, like usually they'll like be like. Usually, like, the way oh, a horror movie is written. Yeah, well, they'll be like, yeah, it was just crazy weather. Like, why don't you ignore it, guys? Like, well, okay. Like, that's some usually the, a device is that people are, like, yeah, in there's some, denial. Yeah, there's some asshole scientist who's like, oh, it's, you know. There's none of that in this yeah. movie. Like, everybody's like, huh, everything went really crazy at midnight. Yeah, this weird thing happened to me last night at midnight. The same time, everything else went crazy. Like, they're, like, very quick to draw these, like, connections. Well, like, I think we can all draw the conclusion that nothing fucking happens in this fucking town. Yeah. Besides, like, people going out into the sea to go get trash yeah. and stay away from their wives. Yeah, but, the, I mean, they got Mountain Valley water, too. Yeah. <laughs> Contaminated orange juice. No, but that is true, and it's, like, but it's also kind of more realistic. I don't think, like, if... Everything in the town, like, blew up, like, in our town at the same night, time of night. 
like Luke Skywalker and his friends just started smashing windows with ESP. I think everyone would be like, wow, that was weird. Usually it's like, I'm sure there's a reasonable explanation. Sometimes to a point of like, it's like silly. But like weather phenomena, I don't think Well, really okay, but the fog even, okay, it. some of it's just, I think the limitations of the special effects, but the fog looks kind of, um, you know, it's like it's glowing. It's like glowing. Oh, that, I, was, I, I, that was like my favorite part. It like, it looked very nice. I'm like, this is pretty good for I like that she was like, this is weird. The fog is glowing and the weatherman's like, I see you're on some kind of drugs to get you through the oh, night. Yeah. Like, you know, he was about to go assault her. No, yeah, he, he wasn't. Was, <laughs> no, no, no. He, was he was like, like he was are like, you on something, like, are Stevie? Stupid? Like, I'm on my way. Unzip your pants. You're all alone, and I know you won't leave your post. Here I come. Keep putting all kinds of, like, sinister motives behind a guy, and it's just like, you know, they're about to get... Together, finally. They were definitely not. is <laughs> the hot milf of the town, Dan. She can have yeah. anything she wants. And he's, she's got this cool weather man. <laughs> ah. I see her being more of a Father Malone fan. <laughs> no, dude. No, he's just like... Or maybe apparently, like... The this the dude who the other fisherman who uh, has so much sex appeal that... <laughs> in, within minutes of picking up hitchhikers... Yeah, no, Father Malone, he's like, he's like in Black Sabbath. He could get his own fucking whatever he wants to. Okay. So. Yeah, there's some ominous some ominous knocking at the weather station door, which we found to be the the work of the zombie fog people. Yeah, and so she, she warns the town, and she's like... She calls for the baldest, fattest sheriff ever. Yeah. She's like, my son's home with some, like, oldest fuck woman. Yeah. And you need to save that, <laughs> please. Yeah, but she won't leave her post. My whole thing is, like, she, uh, pretty much on the air, she pretty much says she knows her kid's probably going to die. Yeah. And she's pretty much like, just understand why I couldn't leave. Yeah. Like, like I, this is my 15 minutes of fame. This could rocket me into stardom, possibly. Sorry, But kid. also, I mean, you see her kid, like, not worth <laughs> Not really. <laughs> like, her, the dad is probably an asshole. Like, uh, let's be what fair. Dad? Like, yeah, right, exact, exact. Yeah, no, maybe exactly. that's the thing. Maybe, yeah. like, she had that kid after Black Sabbath pulled through Chicago <laughs> on the volume I also four wrote tour down, in 73. Because she doesn't have a phone. Or, no, she doesn't have a phone, but the, um, well, no, because the fog takes out the phone lines after she calls. Well, she, no, yeah, oh, she can't call the, the sheriff because yeah. it's not like he's sitting yeah, at the, she's sh- on the radio. police station. So she starts calling out for the sheriff to call her. I wish there had been a scene where, like, a bunch of 13-year-olds called pretending to be the sheriff. Yeah. Hey, Stevie, we're the sheriff. (laughs) (laughs) What do you need? (laughs) Yeah, then Mrs. Williams says Annie is annoying for wanting to take her home to bereave her drunk husband. Yeah, she's just very passive-aggressive. Yeah. passive-aggressive. She just said it like it was, and I don't know why this one was still working for her. Yeah, and then yeah, and then all yeah, like you said, all the stuff happens with Stevie's son. She's like, "Someone go save my son." Then she pretty much like on the air, like pretty much accepting his death when he's like in the car looking all sad. Like like, he may he may already be dead, but she's like, "I can't leave." (laughs) And the fog, yeah, back to the fog. She's like, "Now the fog has started moving west." (laughs) Yeah, she's giving updates for the town. She's she no, she's trying to save lives. By giving no, that's what I'm saying, though. It's so interesting updates. is, like, how quickly these characters are like, okay, something in the fog is killing people. Yeah. 
you know what? I accept but this is like is what's happening. It's like, not my imagination. And I think it's like a big horror movie trip, and I'm glad this movie doesn't have it. Because- no, it's interesting because I you. It's always like easier to like. Well, they'll be skeptical, so they'll get killed. You know, and right. It's also usually kind of annoying. Like, yeah, it, it usually because usually they're like too skeptical. Right, it's like, it's like, I would at I'm least sure, be like, like taking precautions yeah, at this point. There's someone who's like fucking butterfly sliced open, mm-hmm. you know, you know, dick to forehead, and they're like, <laughs> I'm sure there's a logical explanation for it. And it's like, yeah. shut up, you science. And that's bitch. another thing about this movie is there isn't any blood, just like Halloween. Yeah, yeah, so it's like, all about like, the suspense. No yeah, most definitely. Yeah, so the ghosts are trying to get at her, the, the the fog zombies. They go after her son, and her son is saved by uh, the dude the in JLC. Yeah. yeah, and Jenna, yeah, Jamie Lee Curtis. Yeah, they save the kid. Yeah, they get him out the window like in the nick of time. Uh, his babysitter was murdered, of course. Probably. Yeah, she was very old. Though. Yeah. Wow. It was a, okay, it was a worthwhile the, sacrifice. Okay, but here's the thing that's like crazy. I like to think like this wasn't okay. The movie doesn't seem like that long ago to someone like me who was born three years later. But like that old lady, she could have been born in like the 1890s or something. Yeah, it's fine. It's okay, it, lo- it looked like the lines were little. Okay, so. yeah, no, I, yeah, you're not a sound engineer. Lisa. Sorry, I don't know how this works. So they end up at the church. Yes. Because uh, Stevie thinks that's the last... What's happening with the rest of the town? Well, that's the They're all dead. That's what I'm well, saying. Well, no. Because, like, Stevie, like, tells people to, like, go to the church, too. Like, she's but like... The, the, yeah. these are the only two only cars show up, that make yeah. it there. You know, maybe other so, people... they're still walking around their candles looking at the statue. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's, like, very small. They gotta get close up with it. The fog doesn't even dark think... Out. The fog doesn't even think to swing by the well, statue. Because they're like, well, they're probably done with that by now. But like, that's... Looking for these people, they're looking for Father Malone. Yeah, like specifically three more people who were yeah. That's generally yeah. So the church was really the last place they wanted to go. Yeah, but they don't yeah. know that. And um, so he gets this gold cross. Yeah, out. Tony Iommi figures it out, <laughs> and he, he gets the cr- the gold cross, which may be a reference to um, Williams Jennings Bryan. You know, he gave the speech in the eighteen ninety six Democratic Convention. Don't crucify. You know, humanity on a cross of gold. At the time, it was a big thing. Whether or not would they make a cross out of solid gold? Is that a thing that would happen? If you're but trying what? to reference, but if if Blake was that rich, wouldn't they have enough to make one? Was he that rich that they could make rich. it's a giant gold cross? I'm yeah. like gold plated. I'll give you that. You want Maybe a very luxurious plated, looking. It, it's, was, they, the implication though is that it was a solid gold ginormous cross. Yeah, but like. The whole thing is large that's enough why for a crucifixion. They, they hold were... on, hold on. <laughs> we have to get it. Like, okay. So at the time in the 1890s, there was it was the, the opulence in the church. Well, the no, it was pay for shit. no, no, yeah. no. What I was getting at is William James Bryan and his cross of gold speech. <laughs> it, it had to do with moving the country off the gold standard onto a gold and silver standard. Mm-hmm. Very, you know, totally relevant. I think it has to be. <laughs> I don't know. But I, I just think this Blake guy was super rich and they didn't know what to do with all the money. Yeah, they're like, let's melt some of it down and make it into a cross. And then, so and then, should should he show back up and go to have form. a 24-hour radio station? <laughs> well, and, and also, but like, also like the, the cross, like, they're like... Yeah, they save money. It was like hidden airways. too, wasn't it? It was <laughs> even like... It was a hidden golden cross. Yeah, because like... That's know. why he hasn't been paying his son. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He could have 
have melted that down long ago. Uh, no, he's already, he's just paying his son off of like those like Black Sabbath royalty. They were like, hey, uh, Father Malone, what's up with that solid gold cross you have in storage there? Oh, it's there for in case these ghosts show up and I could use it as an offering for our souls. Every hundred times the loot plays war pigs, he cuts his set a check. That's how it works. So, yeah, he figures out, he's like, they want the gold. So he goes out and he gives the, the fog zombies the gold and they and the gold cross disappear. So well, this, no, you're cutting forward. What? He's stuck to the cross, and he looks like he's getting electrocuted. Yeah, and there's, yeah. like, glowing. And then, um, oh, yeah. Nick pulls him off, and then they disappear. Yeah. Yeah, the sick, like, all the ghosts are standing in the church. Yeah. Mm-hmm. While everyone's holed up. But, um, they the, look like old-school monsters in that they scene. Do. It's yeah. a, It's nice. Yeah, it's pretty cool. And then, uh, it's a cool look. And then Father Malone's like, well... But Blake has red glowing eyes. Yes. Yeah. Blake, played by Robert Batten, who did the... um, Because I believe it was the lead ghost. He did the special effects for the thing. Yes. He played the ghost. Yeah, because there was a thing on IMDb where, like, John Goddard was like, stand up. And he's like, oh, stand up. And, like, you're fucking fired. (laughs) He was like, oh, I just want to make sure you're, like, tall enough. He's like, yeah, that should work. Yeah, so then... Father Malone's like, well, why didn't they take me? And then they show back up again. Yes, later, when he's all alone. They also uh, cornered Stevie at the top of the lighthouse. Yeah, and, and we see have... the one as, like, a maggot face. Yeah. Yeah, yeah and as the, he gives the cross of gold away, kind of saying, like, we're leaving the gold standard. Yeah, right. <laughs> that was the message of this movie. Yeah. Right? <laughs> <laughs> it was, like, really hooked <laughs> <up there. laughs> Okay, it was one of the most famous speeches in American politics. If you have a giant cross of gold, it's definitely referencing it. So then so then Stevie gets back on the radio. Cause she's like, I could check on my son now that the fog is gone, but I need to get back to my job. Just in case someone's listening who can get me higher up. <laughs> but she's like raving about the fog. And I'm like, everyone in the town who yeah, didn't experience no, this fog is probably like, what the fuck is up with Stevie yeah, today? Like, yep, no, it's a bit of like... Right, uh, she is on <laughs> Like, uh, it's from the Tangler when um, Vincent Price like his announcement during the middle of the movie is like scream scream for your lives yeah. the Tangler's loose in the theater <laughs> and a bit of uh, feeling like that and so, that's the end of the fog well the, when they come back for Father Malone they, they chop us yeah they, they, they yeah. take him out they're yeah. like just kidding kill I mean this movie wasn't the best John Carpenter film no but it's it's a definitely a cut above your average horror movie definitely still, I would say yeah what is this movie about to you guys? Well, a lot of it, like I, I kind of said, I kind of gave a teaser. Like, it's about, like, sort of the sins of your ancestors coming home to roost. Yeah. You know, like, I th- like I do think it, it couldn't be an accident. It, like, it, when a master's at work, there are no accidents. So, you know, casting Jamie Lee Curtis and Janet Lee in the same movie, that's yeah. definitely, like, you know, on... There's a reason for there's that. There's a reason yeah. for that. And, I mean... Because she was in Psycho, Jamie Lee had to die, but she didn't die. I'm just, you know, but like it's sort of that whole theme of like bloodlines and uh, sort of the history of this country. Like, I think it's about people like yeah, profiting off of disenfranchised people, you know. And in like 1980, like it was starting to, even though Ronald Reagan was president. We bring up Ronald Reagan on this podcast. Well, we every time oh. it comes up, because it's like, who was president at the time? A lot of good horror movies came out when he was president. Yeah. So. 
But, um, um, but like, around this time, despite the fact that he was, like, president, like, it was starting to get back to more or less, like, oh, hey, we kind of really fucked the Indians, right? <laughs> yeah. Everyone's starting to be kind of more aware of that. Yeah. You know? Well, yeah. yeah. And you get the poltergeist and... Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, def- yeah that definitely yeah, became a thing people were, was like... a while later, but... And, and around this time, too, you started getting some weird... Your past haunting you, yeah. And you started getting some weird, um... Sort of movements to go back to a gold standard. Which is exactly <laughs> what Williams Jennings Bryant was fighting against. Yeah, and it obviously has a lot of H.P. Lovecraft type yeah, and old so, monster movie yeah. influence. Well, yeah. well H.P. Lovecraft, yeah, it was sort of like. It's on the West Coast, but it could be like a New England town very easily. Yeah. Like that kind of thing. What influence. Oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, no. No, no, what were you going to say? Well, I was just thinking, well, I'm linking it to Halloween. Just the fact oh, that, yeah. you know, I mean, it was made two years later. There's a shit ton of characters from both Halloween 1, Halloween 2, Halloween 3. Yeah. And that, I lost my train of thought. <laughs> <laughs> it definitely, I mean, it's like, it's Halloween well, late it in slow. a lot of ways. Okay, I found it again. Yeah. Um, it was slow to, you know, you don't see anything really too much until, like, the boat scene. Like, there's a good chunk where you're not seeing, like, this monster. And most of it, you're not really seeing much of it. You're seeing shadows. Yeah. Until the end. So, where you finally see, start seeing faces. And I liked, I liked, I mean, it's, again, he's, like, the, he's a master at, like, mood setting. You, mm-hmm. Like, the horn blowing constantly and, like, the music. Just a creepy and, vibe before anything actually happens. Yeah. Stuff like showing her walking up to her lighthouse tower. It was a really long scene. It, it kind of makes you realize how far away she is she's from the whole so village. so isolated. And it's, like, that was really effective. And the way he, I don't know. Horror movies don't do women justice the way John Carpenter's horror movies yeah, do, you no, know? Yeah, kind of ahead of the curve. Like, they do kind of more now, I'd say. Yeah. Like, like, no, but at that time? Yeah. Not, you know? Well, like, it, it actually, like, kind of ironically, a lot of the movies, like, because Jamie Lee Curtis did a bunch of, like, shitty horror movies in the yeah. 80s, too. And it was usually just, you know, not as good. Scream queen type. Well, like, look at Adrienne Barbeau. She didn't, no one saved her. Like, yeah. she saved herself. Yeah. I mean, and then refused to save her son. And but, she's like, like, whatever. <laughs> I know. I kind of feel but like it was kind of dumb. Like, I feel like in too. some ways, though, this movie is definitely an indictment of working women. It definitely yeah. has that feel a few different times, like with Janet Lee, like being like, "Well, the, you know, I need to do this uh, centennial celebration more important than my family life and stuff." No, but oh, but even Annie's that, like, clearly on that's a part, like, <laughs> You saw that nightgown, okay? Oh, yeah. But like, as like a woman who, like, a few years ago, that movie was like the the, the mayor who wouldn't close the beaches, right? Now, you know, yeah, right. Now no, it's, a, it's woman. a woman. Yeah, I am woman. Hear me, not care about. Poor <laughs> <people>. <laughs> it's like, oh, like around this time, like Margaret Thatcher's life did. She was the first woman to starve Irishmen to death. I do feel like this movie also. Sorry to totally change subjects. Had a very direct influence on. I know what you did last summer. <laughs> Don't you think? Yeah, yeah, it was like, you can't weapon? escape your past, yeah. regardless of if your past is your dead ancestor's past. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, if you're a stupid teenager who, like, has a hit and run, and for no reason, like, tells no one, <laughs> <laughs> you'll you'll get killed in a fishing town by a fisherman's sickle thing, you know? It's like, like if, if that movie doesn't have anything to do with this one, I would be shocked, because, like, yeah, just I mean, the imagery is... Like, this movie is much better. Obviously. Yeah. Go... I do think we should do I Know What You Did Last Summer. Oh, yeah, so I, I hate it yeah. so much. <laughs> it's so bad. Okay, so should we get uh, anything else about, like, influence this movie's had as a well, whole? Well, it, it was just pretty amazing. I think, 
I mean, this, obviously, this isn't the best movie. No. It's not. It, yeah. And there's a lot to it where I feel like every time I watch it, I find new things. Yeah. But there, I I think one of the things that I love so much about this movie is, like, I was raised on horror movies and the fact that, especially Creepshow, and there are so many people who were in Creepshow who were in this movie, Adrian Barbo. Um, Tom Atkins, yeah, whatever, (laughs) (laughs) and uh, Hale Holbrook. You know, like it's just funny how King played the same retarded farmer. (laughs) (laughs) Really, like out of place in this movie. Yeah, 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 no. But you continue. It's just, it's just nice to see you know so many people who did these movies in this time period. Yeah, I like this time period. It's like it's a weird and a comforting way, and it's probably why I watch it before I go to bed. Uh, I would say, too, though, like, one thing the movie does suffer from, like, like, fog is creepy. If you've ever been out when it's, like, fog is, like, really bad, especially yeah. if you're driving or something. It's not creepy, like, because I don't, I'm not worried about, like, fog monsters in there. But, like, it's just, like, someone could be walking across the street for some reason. They, can, he probably could have used the fog for that a little more, I guess, right. in the movie. Right, because, like, the, the feel fog, of, I can't see, the fog just shows up and the ghosts are there. It's not, right. like, there's times yeah. where people are scared and alone in the fog. And people fog are just opening their doors to all this fog. Yeah. It's like, not even caring. Like, and the fog, by and large, village. it would be very creepy to open your door yeah. to fog, yeah. And by and large, the fog looks fake as fuck. Yeah. Like, and that's and, just, and, I mean, and that's blowing. a budgetary thing, obviously. Definitely, yeah. yeah. I think that's one of the areas where, like, It could have used a little improvement. Um, anything else from going on at the time? We kind of, like... Anything where you, you think it influenced other horror movies? Um... Just, I would say John Carpenter's influence in general, but... Right, I mean, yeah. the movie was financially successful enough that John Carpenter got to keep making movies. Yeah. Like, that's definitely important. It made... It, they, uh, the budget was a million. They spent, like, I wish he'd do another movie. He did one not too long ago that wasn't very good. The actually. 2001, though. Wait. It was that old. No. Yeah. Okay. That's the last time he did a movie. I want to say... We better research this real yeah. quick. Oh, Good. Yeah, I want to say that was the last time he did a movie. It was, it, it wasn't supposed to be very good, but I want to see another one now. You know, I think it's time. Um, well, he's doing a musical tour right now, right? He's, the music's pretty good. Oh yeah, he's a, he's a really good composer. Like for someone who's something like very like sort of low tech and like. Oh, he did something called The Ward in two thousand ten. Yeah, that's like, you're right. That's I, was of, I was thinking of I was thinking of Ghost of Mars. Yeah. No. Oh yeah, that was bad. Yeah. The word, an institutionalized young woman becomes terrorized People by People don't want to hear you listen to IMDb. <laughs> well, should we start our categories? I or? think so. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, anything else about like the time period? I mean... Um, it was hard to pick up outfit honestly because it was the transitional period between the 70s, 70s and, and the 80s. 80s yeah. Like it's it's something uh, you come across a lot in like... Uh, and something that's interesting about the show The Americans, which me and Elise are a big fan of. Oh, I have to get it, yeah. Because no. it's like, it's 80s fashion, but it's not high 80s fashion. It's not no, like, it's not like still got a 70s, ham and it's yeah. like, I, I mean, maybe I'm just biased, but I personally think the 70s fashion was a little less I love 70s ridiculous. fashion. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. But it's it. also like kind of not, it's kind of in between the two, yeah. which is like yeah. cool. So to start off, first category, hottest titties. All right, you guys go first. So I'm going to say Stevie Wayne. Yeah, Adrian Barbeau has some... And in a movie too, where like Jamie Lee Curtis and Janet Lee, and Janet Lee is definitely past her prime, but two women who also have very large breasts. I listed Jamie Lee Curtis because, as Sunny pointed out, she was wearing like a low cut button up shirt. She on looked pretty boat, good on in the it. Charter yeah, 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 she looked good. Yeah. Oh, and by the way, <laughs> quick, 
while we were rewatching when <laughs> she was in bed with that guy. What did you guys say about? Wes was, okay, so Wes and I are watching this, and when she is in bed with um, Atkins, she he, he mentions that, well, I bet he was in for a bigger surprise. She's a hermaphrodite. Yeah, so, which I thought was really, really funny. Um, and in real life, she's married to um, uh, Christopher Guest, Nigel Tufnell, also from Spinal Tap. Big bottle! Because <laughs> there was kind of a couple of low-rent, you know, David St. Hubbinses in this movie, <laughs> worth mentioning. Uh, best hair. Wait, I want to go back to the tits. Oh, yeah, go back to the tits, yes. I can talk about the tits whole, all Wayne, The whole thing is, when I was younger, I saw Creepshow first. And when she plays Billy in one of the short um, stories, she is just so ratchet-looking. She just looks horrible. And so seeing her in this so vivacious and, you know... <laughs> Sexualized compared to what she was in the other movie. Damn those titties. <laughs> a lot of that's like fashion because her hair in Creep Show is terrible. Oh my god, it's like a like a very big fro. It's just yeah. awful. She's just like ratchety like, well, woman. You hate her in this movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She's like, she was also in like Swamp Thing. Rum and milk and it's she so was in Swamp Thing? Yeah, she's oh, in uh, Wes Craven's superhero movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Best hair. I have seven uh, John Carpenter's seventy s hair and mustache. Adrian Barbeau couldn't resist. Uh, I liked Father Malone's. He looked like Milton Bradley. Oh yeah, I know his hair was. <laughs> yeah, I said that. Um, yeah, Father Malone, also played by Tony Iommi from Black Sabbath. He had kind of hockey hair. Yeah, like kind of almost. Yeah, almost hockey with the beginnings hair. of. Um, I also listed Adrian Barbeau's giant curly bangs. Yeah, it's like very curly around the the frame of the face and then flat like as shit. Sticking up. Back. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, oh I, I know that look. Some women have carried that look on for the past like how many decades. Yeah. <laughs> that's one that that's the look they held on to. Like this yeah. is the one that works for me. Like there was a uh, there's a teacher in my high school who was runner up from Miss Illinois and like, you know, it's a time in the eighties and she dressed very much like, she Sometimes still, women hold on to that prime like, she was still, like grim death. <laughs> pretty good looking, like, you know, but like she part of what made her like kind of ridiculous looking was like she was wearing she would wear like acid wash jeans with, oh, no, shit. with no back pockets. Ooh. With, like knee high tan boots and stuff and like feathered hair and yeah. like Oh yeah. Crazy bangs. Best I, outfit. Oh wait, but and hair oh. also I also listed Annie because I thought with her her curls grown out a little bit more, it was like way more flattering. She looked a lot better in this movie. Yeah. Well she like the fucked up part is that she was 28 when she filmed in Halloween and only, you know, like 30. and that, like So it's not like she hit some milestone. Right. You know? But yeah, definitely better hair in this. Yeah, yeah. I, I she liked her hair in like this movie. like a woman and not like some geeky high schooler. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> she also played Annie again in this movie. Like yeah, she yeah just like a same exact same role, yeah. Best outfit. I'm going to say Janet Lee. In the end, she had a lot of good outfits. Yeah, However, the vest, the velvet vest. Her riding outfit at the end of it, yeah. which she <laughs> saved for the uh, colonial, you know, festival. Yeah. <laughs> Red, that... like, knee-high boots that went into this pencil skirt. So you're not actually sure how she actually got into this whole outfit. a loose-fitting pencil skirt, though. Yeah. yeah. And, um, you know, her velvet red vest and this 
whatever the purple ascot yeah thing. she had this yeah. like weird kerchief yeah. on her neck and she just and, and she, she was wearing looked, so much clothes yeah she's wearing like so many clothes she could have probably floated in the sea. So, like, <laughs> it took her an hour to get dressed that morning <laughs> that was my favorite i like jamie lee's look that she was rocking she oh had, yeah, she had a sweet mm-hmm. flannel and stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, she had. Well, no, she had like um, she had like a red blouse with a pop collar. Um, oh yeah, oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 She, yeah. Like a, she had a tan leather jacket over that uh, and a Doctor Who scarf. Yeah, with, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. yeah. With some like tan cowboy boots. Yeah, I did like the um, Tom Atkins character when he was wearing like regular kind of regular jeans and like these knee-high rubber dinghies oh yeah it looked kind of ridiculous yeah. i mean I'm, i don't live it's by the sea so i don't know if that's like a normal <laughs> look so whatever yeah you have to trudge through waters a lot yeah i guess i guess it's good to I, look stupid in that case i listed first of all the sea captain um <laughs> i like annie and janet lee's post 70s worker women wear which was kind of neutral tones Long pencil skirts and like covered fitted up neck, yeah, fitted. And then, um, my favorite outfit though would be Annie's evening wear, her Mormon nightgown, <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> up to the neck, down to the hands, like completely Ugh. covered. That was my outfit. Best death. See, for me, it was pretty easy at the end when uh, Father Malone gets decapitated by the zombie with yeah, the blood. Yeah, I have to agree. I was like that. Not a lot of good deaths in this movie. Not really. Well, I, again, there's no blood. There's really no. It's like people get killed, and that's it. They don't really focus on it. So I put on the old lady. <laughs> <laughs> I do have that's to say favorite. though, she's like, like, "Who's there?" Oh, yeah, she gets like, killed. She, she was gone from the beginning. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's like as soon yeah, as she yeah. entered the screen, it was like, "Oh, that she's weak." Die. Yeah. <laughs> I do have to say though, I think if they would have allowed Jamie Lee Curtis to die in the mm. movie. Movie, I think the best death would have been when Dick Baxter comes back to life and grabs the scalpel. That would have been excellent. that would have been that yeah, would have been, been really yeah. kind of parlaying that like scariest scene. It's when he co- Dick Baxter comes back to life. Yeah. That is the scariest scene yeah, in the movie it's, because it's, all of a sudden everyone's like, "It's getting cold in here," and, yeah. no, and, and no one's it's, really addressing. It's legitimately it. creepy. Like and that's one of the things too. Like I said, like they that's one of the scenes I was reading. They specifically added later. It's like, yeah. oh, there wasn't enough scary stuff, so we added yeah. that scene. It's like, yeah, well, that one works for It me, does but. work. Because she's sitting in the in the room, and the body's covered by a sheet, and it's over her shoulder you see him coming back to life from under yeah, the sheet. Yeah, sitting up, grabbing uh-huh. that tool. Yeah, I can't imagine what this was like the first cut. There's like yeah. life on no, the bay. Probably like, not a lot. Really yeah. But, yeah. What just, is, is that what you have down for your scariest scene? Is the on, on a related note too, there's two completely different cuts of the movie Halloween Six: The Curse of Michael Myers. Yeah, neither are good. No, no. <laughs> it's, it's like it's like it's also Wait, like Duval both have Paul Rudd. Uh, yeah, <laughs> but they because uh, the I believe so. The one the bootleg one, the, the producers cut. It's like it's like 45 minutes of different footage in like a movie that's like an hour and a half or two hours. So yeah. it's like I like to think the producers were like like well, our version is much better, and it's like not so cool. yeah. Is that, is that your scariest scene too? The I more? think it is. Yeah. yeah, I have um the. I mean, I also like when he springs out and scares that woman. James oh yeah, that was solid. That was, really that was a good, good. jump. It wasn't scary, but yeah. it was really scary. Yeah, 
Um, I have the crumbling of the American family with these working women. No. <laughs> I have... Um, Get back to the kitchen! <laughs> I also have the morgue, and I also have... I just really liked her long walk to the White House. Or the White House. The lighthouse. Because she has this weird thing with her that kind of says, like, all the... Um, you know, when they're off the air, it has, like, weird, like, doo-doo-doo. Like, yeah. And then it says, like, KGLB. And yeah. Like, it, it's very creepy because she has it on. She's listening to it. She's not paying attention to, like, anything around her and just going down this, like, hugely steep steps going down. And you're, I, I thought she was going to tumble. It's so isolating, too. And it's, like, this really yeah, pretty she landscape. Goes all the way there's down and all the way miles. up the lighthouse. Yeah. It's very creepy. She's like, there's like, no one to save her. driven down all these, like, country roads to get there. It's like, very, like, sort of, like, really the, the, uh, like, the Hammer Horror movies, like, from England in, like, the 70s. Like, like the, the Wicker Man and, like, stuff. Yeah, like, it like, does have a Wicker Man feel. Very yes. isolating and very, like, you. and you assume she's going to die. And then she, you know, you know. Just she handles it. Yeah. yeah. Even though the maggot-faced yeah, ghost comes after her. Let, yeah, she you know, her son's so, not death. Yeah. <laughs> so would you survive? Oh, oh, I forgot to even write that down. And I didn't even compare it yet to Friday the 13th. Well, that, was, that comes at, like, the end. Yeah, okay, would I survive? I'm going to say yes. I said yes. Yeah. I said yeah. <laughs> it seems like a pretty survivable well, one. Unless I, I like went swimming, then maybe not. Yeah. Like, I'm not a solid swimmer. But. <laughs> but, like, I don't know, like, I mean, the Dwyers were poor. We were farmers. We didn't kill any lepers. Like, yeah. As far as I know. Yeah. Like, well, like, until next. Well, like, if I found out that my family was cursed, I would probably just, like, move to a different town. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, I'm going to Florida. I don't know. I mean, we're, we're Irish. Like, it's, like, not a lot of atrocities, like, the Irish were perpetrating. Like, generally no. speaking. Yeah, was, more, like, they were being committed it was usually, them. Yeah. yeah, it was usually the other way around. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, burned a bunch of Irish people alive in this town. Yeah. <laughs> not a lot of you know. eat their children alive yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah i think i would survive it seems like it's pretty easy to identify that the fog was evil and if somebody like and knocked on my door like this the purpose to kill only certain people i'm not gonna answer that no i did get a creepy knock like that when i first moved into my place and um i like first of all like almost shit my pants and (laughs) i did not answer the door and when i looked out and didn't see anybody i'm like i just assumed someone was hiding underneath the people and didn't answer Uh, stuff that was actually a funny burn i had the other day on facebook i had an ad like hey would you like to donate to ted cruz and i said i'd rather shit in my pants and sit on an ad pretty good dan yeah so how does this movie compare to friday the 13th part four i would say it's better i would also say it's better uh i like the amount of blood like the blood is a little lacking for like the fact that like this movie is not particularly scary like like a halloween i like the intensity like where you don't need the blood because it's more about what they're not showing what What's you're the imagining yeah. yeah this oh. movie is like i could have used a little like the maggots on the ghost i was like i wish there was more of that yeah. you know yeah. and also like one area where it definitely Friday Thirteenth Part Four a little better, like more titties in that movie, <laughs> and like there would have been better titties in this movie too. If it was, um, you know, Friday Thirteenth Part Three, you know, maybe that would be better, but no, not four. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, you're right though. It's you know, you knew, you, like you knew that you weren't going to see anybody without the fog. Whereas with Halloween, you really don't know where the fuck he is because it's Illinois. And it, there's a lot of shadows, right? Yeah, like it, it's it's you know the fog. You know it's dark. There's lots of trees. They're and houses, coming. Yeah, you, know, you can't see where he's coming from. Whereas like you kind of see it coming because the fog's with him. That's true. Well, and I I think it was movies like. 
Friday the 13th that made him try to like up the violence in this film? Wasn't yeah. it that that movie just came <clears throat> out? Yeah, the, the Italian because what like Dawn of the Dead came out in like 77, 78 and like they made a bunch of shitty it was a huge hit in like Italy and they made a bunch of shitty Italian zombie movies that came back over here and were like released on video and in yeah. theaters and stuff. And so it was like a bit of an influence too. It definitely is influenced by zombie movies. Like mm-hmm. that's very clear. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How many machetes do you give this movie, Elise? The I gotta think. I made? I'll let, yeah, you, yeah. How many machetes? Out of five. Out of five, okay. I'm having trouble pinning down. What? Well, how many do you give it? Probably two and a half. See, I was between that and three. I don't know. I would say between 2.75 and three machetes. Because I don't think, I don't think, where it lacks in like scares and I guess originality it makes up for an atmosphere and mood. And you know? cinematography and directing. Yeah. Like, it's very well done. And the acting is solid. Yeah. I, yeah. I would say closer to three, maybe, even. Yeah. I'd probably give it a three and a half. Yeah. I, I just... It's nostalgic, and I think that's what does it for me. Yeah. There's so many people from so many different movies that it, it brings it all together. Wait till we do Dawn of the Dead. I'm going to give that movie ten out of five. <laughs> uh, so, uh, yeah, that's it, man. Yeah. So, uh, watch the fog. I'm uh, Dana Dwyer. I'm Professor Werewolf on Twitter. Follow me there. I'm in comedy group, Big Like Child. Um, yeah, and uh, just uh, keep listening. Oh, yeah, and hey, like we, we have like one review on iTunes. Give us more. Oh, yeah, review us. Review us, download Someone us. Someone gave us a review? Aww. There's like one of those They complained that the dogs were barking a bit. And that was also before we figured out how loud chips, eating chips, <laughs> on, on recording was. But like, uh, definitely review us. Tell people, we you know, like we don't have ads like we don't make it is it like a stranger this. who reviewed us i believe so oh my god nice. that's crazy yeah but we they can complain use about our dogs <laughs> i don't blame them at least yeah. they weren't complaining about us oh yeah juji face january 26 2016 fun podcast but definitely stop eating during the show ruffling bags and dog barking <laughs> Well, that was the one where it was... That was Lewis's episode, probably. Yeah, where it probably. sounded like we had one of those, like, sunships bags that was biodegradable. Like, this could <laughs> easily <laughs> be... This could also be Darius, because he commented on the dog. I think anyone would comment on the dogs. They were pretty bad in, like, a couple episodes. Yeah, there. this is also uh, the first episode we've done that was shorter than the movie, so... Yeah. Thank <laughs> to us. All right, everybody, uh, thanks for being here. Thanks. And keep it spooky, and uh, fuck you guys. <laughs> <laughs>